Welcome to track number eight of Agree on the Way. All right, you may be seated. Ecclesiastes chapter four. What have you learned this morning? Nothing. Huh? Working while it is day. Amen. Let's go to chapter one. Ecclesiastes chapter one. What are some of the things we went through over there? All things are full of labor. Is the ministry full of labor? Good. Is the eye satisfied? Will it be satisfied? The ear filled with hearing. What is going to happen? That which has happened is what is going to happen. Is that not so? Very good. And then uh, chapter 2. I hated life. Huh? Why did he hate life? Somebody stand up and tell me why Solomon hated life. Was he depressed? Huh? You think he was depressed? Why? All the Apaches stand up and tell us all what? <laughs> all the wild things he achieved were vanity. <laughs> Zero. All his accomplishments turned out. I mean, he really achieved a lot. I mean, even Jesus said Solomon in his glory. For Jesus to make a comment like that, that means that he must have been really glorious. That even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. So that tells you that Solomon was really a a top-level person. You get it? Yeah. So, I think... uh, uh, and for him to hate life is that not so it's a marvelous thing so what are we supposed to do if you be risen with Christ seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth at the right that, that's a, I want us to memorize that from Colossians 3 1, 2, 3, 4 huh? if you then be risen with Christ seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth at the right hand of God set your affections on things above not on things on the earth are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God and when Christ shall appear and what? shall appear When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall you also appear with him. For you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. Huh? If, if, if ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things that are above. In fact, if you are born again, 
We are supposed to seek heavenly things. Amen? Amen. Alright. We carry on. Ecclesiastes chapter 4. Now. And then what is what did we see in chapter 4? What did we see in chapter 3? A time for so many things. Is that not so? A time for what? Which time did you remember? Which time struck you? A time for what? A time to weep. <laughs> A time to lose. A time to get. Isn't it so? A time to embrace. When, they, when it's a time not to embrace, what will you tell them? Huh? That's going to be a good show. <laughs> you tell the person that you are wild, isn't it? Uh, you must use, become like Muhammad Ali. Just use your mouth to frighten the guy away. Tell the person you cannot. You cannot take it. <laughs> Hallelujah. And then uh, what else? Huh? It shall be forever. Whatsoever the Lord doeth shall be forever. A lot of things in the book, isn't it? You've not seen them before. (laughs) In his time, he makes all things beautiful. It's going to get better. I said it's going to get better. I see things getting better. It's going to be powerful. So your notes are right in the Bible, isn't it? Yeah. Easy. And then what else was there? Oh man, the beast. Yeah. The beast. Oh man. Concerning the estate of the sons of men. That God might manifest it, that they might see that they themselves are beasts. The beast is very serious. Though. All right. Then what else? The last resort to the beast is what? The hidden man. When you see the beast is trying to break the chain, you must be careful. <laughs> How many have realized that sometimes the beast is trying to break the chains? <laughs> it's pulling the chain seriously. Huh? When you see the beast is almost breaking the chain, you must save yourself. You don't stand in front of a dog cage and tempt the dog, even a lion. And no one person was standing in front of a tiger's this thing. And the tiger pulled the, the what do you call it? The paw out of the what do you call it? And removed the woman's arm. I'm telling you, I saw the woman with the one arm. 
Yeah. He eat it. it. Yeah. Took the took the arm. <laughs> A tiger. These uh, Indian tigers. It was it wasn't easy. So when you are sitting seeing a beast, be careful. I tell you, don't don't tempt the beast. All right, and then what? I returned and considered all the oppressions. Oh, is that not what came after that? Then another son, and what? There was no what, no comforter. Where were the comforters? They're doing masters. Oh. Uh, there were tears. <laughs> they were selling shoes in London. <laughs> there was no comforter. Comforters were moving around through the system, doing various things. Huh? Selling what? Seven tables. It's marvelous, isn't it? And there was power on the side of the oppressors. This verse, when I say it, I just, I just see myself in Bolivia and I see the children on the streets. Little, little children like that. Six years, five years, four years. Wild children. And as we were leaving the midnight 1 a.m., you see the children are there. Oh yeah, they sleep. That is there. They don't have neither house, mother, father, child. They are just there. It's marvelous. And you see, what I'm saying is that we are, we have blinded ourselves intentionally to the problems that are in the world and concerned ourselves with our own petty lives. Huh? And I considered all travail and every right work that for this a man is envied of his neighbor. This is also vanity. And then I saw one alone and there is not a second. He had neither child nor brother. (laughs) And yet there is no end to all his labor. Neither is his eye satisfied with riches. Neither saith he, Wherefore do I bereave my soul of good? This is also vanity. You see, in other words, God is saying, You must ask yourself, Why am I doing what I am doing? Why? Why? You get it? And you must also ask yourself, Why, why you are working? And why you are doing the things you are doing? He hath neither child nor brother. And then also, he has got he has got money or whatever, but his eye is not satisfied because we read at the beginning that the eye is not satisfied with seeing, and the ear is not filled with hearing. I tell you, is it not? This is reality. So try and see. God is. You see, God is trying. You see, you had knowledge in school. What you need to pass in school. It's different from what you need to pass in life. And you are, you are getting what you need for life here. 
All right. All right. Holy Spirit, we ask you to lead us on and let your will be done, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Okay. Better is a poor. Uh, no, we are verse 9. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. All right. Now, this is a scripture that is uh, used often uh, to support the idea of getting married. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. If they fall, the one will lift up his fellow, but woe to him that is alone. When he falleth For he hath not another To help him up Again If two lie together Then they have heat But how can one be warm Alone And if one prevail against him Two shall withstand him And a threefold cord Is not quickly Broken If you are going to be Pastors I would say that a team of three pastors is not easily broken. It's a good team. Amen. So always believe God to be two and then to become three. Amen. And then it also says here that two are better than one. Which is the principal you know, reason why... Um, being married to somebody who you can agree with is a good thing and it helps or it is supposed to help amen, amen. so you find out that um, you know there are there are a lot of people especially in the earlier days when we were going to get married people didn't marry early. Do you see? And they did not believe in getting married so early. And they found us marrying early in the, at the age of 20, whatever, as too young. You know. But um, it is a good thing to marry young. You know why? Okay, I'll tell you a few reasons why. One of the reasons is that it is now that many of us have strong sexual edges and desires. Is it true or is not true? Raise your hand if you have strong sexual edges and desires. <laughs> now, another thing is that, another thing is that, as you grow, you get it. Some of these edges and desires diminish. You get it. So, this is why the Bible says, Rejoice with the wife of thy youth, 
It is there. I hope we get there. You know, all those things are in this in this book. So it is a good thing to enjoy that part of your life because if you are not a Christian, people you would probably be having sex and doing all sorts of things illegally with all these attendant problems. People are doing that anyway. So you you are the regularly people are like married people. People in the university are taking the pill. Is it not true? Huh? Yeah. 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 They take their pill all the time throughout their time while they are in school. Even in my time. Take their pill, loop, what have you. Huh? <laughs> Condoms, whatever. You get it. So, you that you are walking along there. You know, I, I remember when I was in the hostel, all the people around me, everybody has his girlfriend, whatever, they're all there. You know, so I said, me, I just also want to marry. But if I had a chance, I would marry in school. Because the main reason for coming together as young people is our sexual desire. That's the Bible says, flee youthful lusts. There are some, lust is a desire. In fact, lust, the word lust in the English dictionary is an animal desire for for uh, huh? sexual indulgence. Animal desire for sexual indulgence. That's lust. And it calls youthful lust. So there are things that young people have. Do you see? So it is good to do that young. Amen. Amen. And and theoretically two are better than one. So in principle, if the two are are, are working together and are agreed, it's better. You know, financially it's better. Because you can put your heads together and work. But you see, there are a lot of problems also. But this is the ideal thing that it's it is ideally a good thing till other things come in to confuse the whole thing then if you wonder whether the two are better than one <laughs> are you listening then also a time will come when all those desires will be gone you get it turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 12 will come to 12. It says, Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. When the evil days come not, nor the days draws, years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. While the sun or the light or the moon or the stars be not darkened, nor the clouds turn after rain. Now listen, it says, In the day when the keepers of the house shall tremble, and the strong men shall bow themselves. Now this is talking about uh, uh, the keepers of the house, you know, the human body. Uh, the strong men, probably it's symbolic of the legs, shall bow themselves. Or, you know, the strong men, you know. Have you seen the spinal cord? They, they bend, is that not so? Curves like that. So you see the other people like that. So, it, it is good to marry when you are young and you are straight. 
You get what I'm saying? Before you, you, you bend over, and the whole thing changes. It says that when the strong men shall bow themselves, eh? and then the grinders cease because they are few. These are the teeth. There are few teeth. Because your teeth start to fall out again. And there are no teeth. You get it? And those that look out of the windows be darkened. That is your eyes. You don't see as clearly. You know now when I, when I look and I'm reading, I don't see as I used to see. I have noticed it. <laughs> huh? Yeah. I don't see as soon as I look and I see that I'm doing this. And I'm surprised. That means that I'm supposed to see whether my eyes are still working. See whether I have to get glasses to read. Presbyopia. So, those that look out of the windows are dark. The doors shall be shut in the streets. And the sound of the grinding is low. And he shall rise up at the voice of the bed. That is, you, 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 you wake up. They sleep and they wake up early. I mean, see, old people, they like listening to the radio. They wake up very early. <laughs> Have you noticed that thing? <laughs> the sound of a bed, they are awake. And, and they are just there. It's what they smoke, you know. <laughs> That, that's why he's saying that remember your creator in the day of your youth. You see, youth, young, when you are young, is a time to be a very wild believer. Because a time will come, I'm telling you, not that you don't believe in God or whatever, there are things you will not be able to do. And even now, when we have pastors who are above a certain, we don't require certain things from them. But when they are, can we say, oh no, you don't come. Oh, you go home. And so on. We, we ask them to, we excuse them. We say, no, 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 don't come. You, you, no, we don't. We, you don't have to be here at all. You get it. And we don't require them to do the things that we require young people to do at all. You get it. They rise up at the voice of the bed and the daughters of music shall be brought low. When they shall be afraid of that which is high and fierce in the way. You see that you are afraid of. You now know that you are the, main, the next thing is you are going to see God. And you know, God, that the next major event is not your outdooring or your wedding or your engagement or whatever, but it is your funeral. And that although you will be the star of that one, you will see it. And you see coffins and you wonder which of these will be mine. And you see the mortuary and wonder when are they going to carry me and put me in this cold fridge. You know that that's the next major event for your life. That's why old people attend funerals all the time because it's their next major event. So they keep attending. It's like, attend yours, you attend mine. Attend yours, you attend mine like that. It's not easy, I tell you. There will be fierce in the way. And the grasshopper shall be a burden. Hey! The grasshopper has become a burden. Holding a grasshopper has become a burden. Such a light thing like a grasshopper. You cannot carry, you cannot do this, you cannot wait, you cannot get up. And then the verse I'm looking for, and desire. 
shall fail. You look and you don't have a desire. The desires are gone. Yeah. Have you not seen sometimes old people, they'll be in their old house and they are okay with it. They don't have even a desire for any new thing. Meanwhile, they can change it too if they really want to. And they are not so interested in what young people say. I'm getting this, I'm doing this, I'm changing this, I'm making this. It's like, you're just there. They don't have any desire. They just sleep by each other. At a point, they don't, they don't have sex. They are just companions. They're just like brother and sister. They are just together. <laughs> they, they desire even erection. You see, ladies, if a brother has an erection, it's a blessing. Yeah. I mean, if you are married, <laughs> because it is the most prescribed drug in the world is a drug to make men have erections yeah so if you see that your husband is every day having erections oh God has blessed me (laughs) do you understand what I'm saying yeah See, one brother he had an erection and he, he rebukes in Jesus I rebuke no. <laughs> oh, man. because he thought that the devil was moving <laughs> The beast was trying to. <laughs> you see, the Bible is showing that there, there is a time when the desire shall fail to not be there. And unfortunately, what happens is that when the desire is there, you see, it, it, it is it's paradoxical. That's why. It's good to agree on the way because after you've passed through the way, you come to the end. People now change their minds. You see, like usually the conflict between the men and the women, men want it more, the women are not so, they don't have maybe that desire or whatever. They are wondering, ah, why this thing? I don't even know what you are jumping on every day on me. I don't enjoy it. But what happens is that after they understand. When the desire fails, then the women also wake up and say, oh, but this thing cries nothing. I mean, it's nothing. I'm ready to flow. And then they start to flow, but then the desire has gone down. And then gradually, the men become less interested. And then it just goes gradually. The desire fails. So the impotence. I mean, they don't let they sleep by each other. Young people sometimes, it's finished cry. Cry. I'm a pastor. I'm a pastor of a church for some years. I know what I'm talking about. That you don't have any idea about. I tell you, it's wonderful. So when you see, even even these things are blessings from God. So when desire shall fail. That's why I was telling you that it's good even to marry young. 
because it's only for a period there is a time to embrace there is a time to hold each other and jump on each other there's a time that that embracing will be God desire will be you see the person <laughs> if you going together like that desire is gone <laughs> are you getting the wisdom yeah wisdom for life and then when the desire so if you don't take care by the time you sit up and you realize that ah the desire cry that is there is a blessing by the time you sit up and you realize that oh this thing is what the desire would have also failed and then so so you realize that you should have agreed on the way you see before the desire failed but because you didn't flow and you didn't agree then the desire is also gone everything is finished so that is one of the reasons why it's good to marry early because you marry when there is desire in fact it's the desire that makes people marry if it were not for that desire most people wouldn't marry a lot of people wouldn't marry they wouldn't marry at all you get it <laughs> because man goeth to his long home and the mourners go about the streets or ever the silver cord be loosed the golden bowl be broken pitcher be broken at the fountain then shall dust return to the earth as it was and the spirit shall return unto God who gave it hallelujah okay let's go back another reason why it is good to marry early is because people's uh, the season for uh, producing children somehow due to whatever reasons is changing you see in your in your biological clock is that not so the season is changing what's happening to the season dr joe for the man for the man as you grow you see that your testosterone levels starts going down that's the male hormone and that's why you see that even older people their skin becomes softer if you've realized they, they are not as mature as whatever and all these hormones and things help to produce the sperm so your sperm count actually can go down as whatever and then your ovulation too before you get even to menopause it becomes irregular you know so there's a month that you're not likely even to produce eggs so then your chances of actually having children goes down yeah and and what is being noticed now is that that window where you have children is reducing it's shortening you get it so you find out that one of the commonest problems now is low sperm count sperms are not enough you get it and then also women are also reducing so that where people used to have menopause 52, 53, 55 people are now having menopause 40, even 30s that they are having their menopause so it is also a good thing to if you are going to do something you do it on the way You see, all this one is not in the school exam notes. It's, it's life. It's life, exams of life. 
Yes, these ones are not your calculus and your exams that you do. This is exams of life. You understand? Yeah. So, the window for all the things that we need to do is also gradually getting smaller. Are you there? Yeah. So, God is giving you wisdom for life so that you can pass the exams of life move on in life. Amen. So it is not a bad thing to marry without anything. Two are better than two are better at getting money than one. I'm reading from the Bible. Two are better at prospering than one. Two are better at serving God than one. Two are better at building up slowly than one. As when I married, I didn't have a fridge, I didn't have television, I didn't have chairs, I didn't have a house, I didn't have anything. And I had God and I had faith and I believed. And we have grown gradually together. You don't marry somebody who has everything ready made, whatever. That is not, I mean, I don't want to have somebody who just wants me because of what I have. But I don't believe in building relationship with people based on money. That is why I say that whenever you get the chance, you are doing something. Try not to let money come in. You see, that's why we are working with you as lay pastors, lay elders, lay shepherds, without money. Because when money comes in, things change. And that's why even in my relationship, I didn't use money at all. Money to be fixing my uh, beloved, I'm, I'm taking her here, I'm giving her this, I'm giving her. I mean, it was not, I know that I didn't even have a lot of money I decided that I wasn't going to use. And you can ask my wife, me, money is the least of my, my wife doesn't have any problem with money. At all, I, I, I there's the last thing that would be a problem. There are pl- people who have money, but money is the biggest problem in their, in their houses. <laughs> yeah, because they, they don't give money to their wives. Or hey, for me, what if I know that oh, she likes dresses, I'll buy dresses for you. She likes hats, I'll buy hats for you. She likes money, I'll give her money. I don't want for anything I can solve. I want to solve it. <laughs> You understand? Something that is solvable, why don't you solve it? I mean, why, why do you want it to be a problem? And what is money? It's to be used. Money is provided to be used and then it's over. That is it. So my, my wife doesn't have any, and I'm not like that at all with money. But I don't also want a relationship that is based on money. So of course I give you money, you like me. So when I don't give you money, you don't like me anymore. You get what I'm saying? I don't want to have any shepherds or pastors, elders or people who work with me. It's like because of money. Because then really it's not because of me. But it's because of money. And, and that is a very bad type of relationship. And that is why in the church we develop, you get it, the ministry as lay people for a long time. You understand? So that we really develop the art of just working for the Lord without, you know, you, 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 you play for the Lord, you sing for the Lord, you preach for the Lord, you visit, you carry out, you travel, you do everything. You never think twice now, what will they give me after this? I mean, no, 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 no. And with that heart, you see, you become more and more ready to go into ministry, into even full time. You see, when you are even pay, being paid, you are not even. I mean, you are being paid just to live, but you are not. Uh, I'm doing this so that I'll get this. So, what, 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 what am I doing next? So, 
uh, what about my bonus? Okay, this uh, over time. So it's five o'clock. So from five to eight, three hours now that I've been here. So, so what about me? So when is my overtime? When do I start and when do I close? We don't do things like that. We don't do things like that. You get it? So a relationship between a man and these days people will say, oh, these sisters that have come these days, you know, they, if you don't have money and if you don't have this and you don't have that. Look, if I was marrying again or I'm marrying at this time, I would not relate with anybody based on money. Ah, and if you are relating your people so if I don't give her a mobile phone and if I don't do this you are sowing seeds to destroy yourself in the future what kind of person is that when you are the same person will put demands unreasonable demands on you in the future why don't we have and you see if when a woman starts to become unreasonable she will ask for things she knows you don't have and she knows you can never have when I was in Swaziland, I met a certain lady. She said, I said, where's your husband? He said, oh, he's in sometimes. He's a pastor. I said, oh, what is he somewhere? You know, it's like I realized that she didn't want to stay with the husband because the husband was a, uh, a poor pastor somewhere. So she has left him. She's work, working somewhere trying to find him money. That's all. You know, and if you are like that, you can't be a missionary. You can't be a missionary's uh, 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 wife. You understand? You can't even follow me because if I, I want to take you back to where I began, and you follow me from there. That's where you are now. And we start from there. You should go back. Don't look at me now. Now I don't know. I don't know what. I don't, I don't even know how much petrol costs. Of course, I buy petrol with my own money. But I don't. I just say fill the tank. When, how much is it? What's it? 200,000, 300,000. I pay. That's all. I go. I don't know how much milk is. Sugar. This I, have, no, I don't know how much. I just eat them. I use them. That is it. It's not a problem for me. But there was a time, I tell you, I knew that I was earning 25,000 and that when I buy petrol for the month, it's 16,000. When I buy engine oil, it's 5,000 and I'm left with 4,000. I knew. <laughs> and tight. <laughs> but you are not there. Do you understand? That's 20 years from where you are. It takes time. In his time, he makes all things beautiful. He doesn't make things beautiful instantly. In his time, he makes things beautiful. So two are better at building together, step by step, little by little. You get it? Are you there? Oh, why are you turning off the lights? Okay. All right. So, if they fall... One will lift up his fellow. So it's, it's a good thing. You understand? Now let me tell you something. Everybody here must develop. If you want to be a leader, you want to do well in the Lord, you must develop the ability to become two and three. Because of attraction. And you must have the ability to become two and three in whatever you are doing. In other words, to build a team of people with whom you work. And the way you do that is, you see, the Bible talks about a bond of love. You, you are able to bond people to you when you love them. And you are able to drive people.
away from you when you don't love them. If somebody is coming near to you and you take a knife and throw it into his uh, stomach, is he going to love you? Is he going to be with you? No. He's not going to be with you. But if you love them, you see, Kenneth Hagin said something. He was, he was talking about a pastor. Or he was talking about being a pastor. He said that, be with your people. You get it. And they will also be with you in a time of trouble or in whatever time of difficulty. So, you must learn how to love one person at a time. You understand? And they will also love you one, at, one day at a time. So you get to wherever you are going to One person at a time You see one of the things People look at the church One time uh, somebody was One of our pastors was saying that uh, Somebody came to him and said Hey Lighthouse I hear that the church is very strict Said there's some rules like Loyalty Something something If you do this then that If you do this then so The church is a very wild And the pastor said Oh that's not how the church is at all we are very happy. We really like our pastor. We are very happy with the church. We are flowing. Everybody is happy there. We are flowing. There's more love, you know. And what people don't realize is that the church is actually based on love and a love relationship that is there. And this is what people don't know. And so if you look at it from afar, you may think that there's some dictator. Look, no dictatorial rule can make you behave. I can say if you do this, this and that and that and that and that and that, it will you would still do it. You, you can even employ spiritual weapons. One day I was talking with a pastor, he was saying that certain people are breaking away. He said, I'm going to employ plagues upon their lives. <laughs> plagues. He said now I will invoke plagues to come upon them. I said, hey, <laughs> see, people are not afraid of plagues. <laughs> people are not various things, plagues and this and that and so on. You see, Bible says, but love never fails. You get what I'm saying? So anytime you get a chance to love one person at a time, just one at a time, because you, you'll be surprised if you follow me around everywhere I go. You know, if you follow me to UST campus, you see me when I sit there, you see a whole lot of people come and sit around me and we are all happy together. We can eat together, we can talk, we can do if I go to Tamale, if you come with me to Tamale, you will see a whole lot of people who are very happy, we'll be together, we'll talk, we'll laugh, we'll eat till the evening. Lava, did you go with me to Tamale? You saw that. If you go with me to Geneva, you will see when we get there as though I live there. Everywhere I go is as though that's where I live. Yeah, it's true. It's as though that is where that's my home. That's the base. You will not know that that is not the base. If I go to Kumasi, it's the same. It's like yeah, I've got my family, and it's not. There's not like a rule that if you do this, this and that, these are the rules. When I this thing, then you do this. If you make this step, these seven things will be applied against you. And then, no, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> If you come with me to Canada, you will say, I will be with the people who talk. And it is, it's a wonderful thing. But it is based on one by one, you love people one by And that's, I have a personal relationship with many people. Personal. It's not like, I mean, 
a group, whatever, but personal relationship one by one by one by one by one. So if you want to be a good pastor, you understand, and you want to gradually build one, two, three, you may not, you may not know, but the way is one by one you will love him. And you see, when somebody loves you, that's why Christ came to us with love and not with rules. Because he wants us, you see, Jesus has not appeared to me and told me, love me, do this, die for me, I command you, this will happen to you, this one. It is my love for him. When I think that he was the dearest and the best. Are you ready with that song? The dearest and the best. (laughs) And when I know that the dearest and the best was given, then I ask myself, which part am I also going to give the Lord? Is it not the dearest and the best? Yeah. I also want to give him the best and the dearest of everything. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? Yeah. And so many of us, we walk alone because we love no one. Yes, we walk alone because we love no one. That's why you can never say two are better than one. You cannot say a threefold cord. Because Solomon was building up two are better than threefold cord. It's not so. It was from two to three. And he was showing you that it's getting better. And it's getting more. Are you listening to me? Yeah. And when you think of what Christ did, he provokes us to love. There is no person who has provoked more volunteers. <laughs> that Jesus Christ, I tell you, no one, no one has provoked more volunteers to actually stand for him. I mean, 2,000 years have gone by and the effect is not going down. And it doesn't come by commanding and forcing. It comes by the love that was shown. He said the dearest and the best, why don't you sing that song? He said the dearest and the best was up on the cross for a well of lost sinners. And we now we know the beast in us. So when we see that the man came and died for us, oh man, we are provoked. On a hill, away, stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. The cross is going to be popular again. I said the cross is going to be popular again. Where the dearest and best, the best. for a world of lost sinners were slain. Sing it again. On a hill, On a hill. far away, stood a Cross is going to be popular again. It's going to be a popular preaching topic again. People are going to believe in the cross.
will somebody want to cling to an old ragged cross? Is it a plague that is making him cling to that old ragged cross? Sing that song, please. On the hill far away. Is it a plague? Is it a warning? I want you to hold this cross. The man wrote the song on his own. Yes and yes and yes. He said that I will cling to that cross. And I will hold it and follow it. just one and two but he's gathered millions and still it's working on us we are still ready to die I'm telling you people are ready to change the course of their lives people are ready to find out and do anything why? because somebody loved us you know love is more powerful to control somebody than anything else manipulation and fear and money it's not a way to control people. Money is a very weak way of controlling people. Can't you see? You know, people think that, oh, I offer him a higher price. One day, we went to, uh, uh, the pastor was telling me, uh, you know, they went to uh, a place in South Africa, and a whole group of them, these great men of God, and they had a conference. And then, uh, unfortunately, one other brother was part of the team. You know, a Nigerian pastor. And uh, I don't think I want to tell the story again. I don't think I want to tell the story again. Anyway, it's okay. So, I want you to know that money is not a good way to... Um, control people, to get people. That's why I don't use money. And sometimes I use money, I use the absence of money to see whether you are ready. Amen. For that. Hallelujah. Verse 13. Better better is a poor and wise child than an old and foolish king who will no more be admonished huh that's a very important verse to remember in your bible it is better to be a poor and a wise child and to be an old and foolish king 
uh, who will no more be admonished. Now let me tell you something. As we grow in life, we all seem to get to a place where we don't want to listen anymore. It's like I know what you are saying. But may God help us never to be an old and foolish king who will no longer be advised. You understand? And when you see the heads of state, you can see clearly that these people, no one can advise them when it gets to a point. And uh, in our lives, we become like that. May God help us. Verse 14, For out of prison he cometh to reign, whereas also he that is born in his kingdom becometh poor. I considered all living which walk under the sun, with the second child that shall stand up in his stead. There is no end of all the people, even of all that have been before them. They also that come after shall not rejoice in him. Surely this also is vanity and vexation of spirit. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 1. How many are green on the way? Very good. Keep thy foot when thou goest to the house of God, and be more ready to hear than to give the sacrifice of fools. For they consider not that they do evil. Notice this scripture. It says, be more ready to hear. Huh? We must be more ready to hear. Even in conversation, be more ready to hear. One day I was driving somewhere with some pastors and uh, I was with someone and uh, when we got home, this pastor said to me, ah, when you are with this other, you know, pastor who's, who was driving me around, you don't say anything. And I said, oh, because he talks. And I prefer to listen. You know, you, you can benefit more. But when you talk, you're only saying what you already know. So when somebody is talking, you can benefit. You get it? So, it's better to hear than to talk. So anytime you have the chance to hear and not to talk, you must hear. And sometimes, as a pastor or a shepherd, you realize that your work is just to hear. That is all. And if you don't want to listen, you understand? Because listening is part of the ministration. Sometimes we think that it's only talking and ministering. That is, is ministration. But actually listening, hearing, is often a ministry. Why do I say that? Because there are many problems that don't have solutions. You understand? So when a person complains and talks about it and shares it and says, you see, this happened and this happened and when this happened this and when this happened that and so on, you realize that you still cannot do anything about it. Are you listening to me? And there's nothing you can change about the problem. You can't change it. But the person wants somebody to hear. Maybe you don't know what problems are, but I tell you, there are problems with no solutions in this life. And you must know that as a pastor, you must listen. As a shepherd, you must learn to just listen. So the person said, I had a dream. Okay, what is the dream? You had the dream that this, this, this. Okay, you hear it. The person that this happened. And then uh, on the first day, this happened. And then on the 27th, this came. And this one, this, and this. Listen to it. I didn't say just stand there and not hear. Listen to the story. Do you understand? And it is provides healing to people. 
at home in your relationships we must learn to listen amen Amen. women talk more than men usually and so if you are going to get married how many men want to get married well prepare to become a hearing person you understand and if you are not prepared to listen and at least say "Mm, uh, okay it's true or something try to say something you get what I'm saying you are not prepared to marry you know one day I was talking to somebody and I said "Uh, do you love your wife he said no I don't and then I said do you find her beautiful I'm not sure then I said do you like talking to her he said no I don't and I said why don't you like talking to your wife he said because I don't enjoy her conversation and I said what do you mean by don't? he said her topics whatever she talks about it's not what I'm interested in talking about and then his wife was angry and she said look at what you are saying you used to call me for 7 hours on the telephone talking to me you see all that was the testosterone the hormones the desires you see that's what I'm saying that brothers you don't know that you actually you see, you see the person so delicious and so juicy and so on so that's what even making you go for you don't even know that that is what it is and sometimes you realize that you don't even enjoy talking to the person but if you were to sit around the person for some time you realize that you don't even enjoy the person's company you know the person's conversation and I'll say many women your conversation is very light and frivolous dress this that even when you talk about uh, i mean weddings and so on the flowers the color the, i mean one doesn't notice all these things most of the time hair your this she said that and she said this and she said very light and very but that's a female and we need women you see if you want to see the real nature of god you need both a man and a woman you can never see the nature of god by only looking at a man because male and female created he them in his image and so the image of God is seen by the combination of the male and the female. You get it? Are you there? Yeah. yeah. So we take both the male and the female to see the true nature of God. So the emotions in a woman are part of God's nature. God is also emotional. He has feelings. God feels for us. God is moved with jealousy. God is a jealous God. He's described himself as a jealous God. Clearly, he says, yeah, he's not shy about it. Me, I'm jealous. And that is if you go and serve any other God, I'll grow wild. <laughs> He's not shy about it at all. Most of us are shy about our jealousy. We will never admit that we are jealous. But God, yeah, He has admitted it from day one. Me, there, I'm jealous. If you play around, I will show you that I'm jealous. I don't like it. That's all. That's a female part of God. <laughs> You get it. So, you, 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 if you are not prepared, so I'm telling you, see, brother, that's why you must marry your friend. I'm teaching you, this is the school of life. You went to school, you've passed your exam, your examination, your whatever it is. That is passing for school. But I'm talking about passing in life. You need something different to do well in life. So, if you are not prepared, so you must also see, can you talk to, to can you talk about light-hearted things? They understand frivolous things, things that are not deep. Because me, you see, I'm a deep person. I'm a serious person. 
You understand? I don't say that is good, but I say that's how I am. I'm a serious kind of person. I talk about the word. You can ask me if I'm talking well, talking in the car, I'm talking about something very serious. It, it will be a very serious topic about something about life and death or something. And even films, I don't like when I see the comedies. And I say, you, these are not serious people. I don't. I like a real film that looks like a real life story. Uh-huh. If it doesn't look very real. I don't enjoy such films. <laughs> Are you listening to me? So, so that's how I am. My wife is not like that. My wife is light-hearted. She talk, 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 talk. I just, uh huh. <laughs> So, if the world was made of only me, it wouldn't be easy. You understand? Uh-huh. And if my house was made up of only me, it wouldn't be easy for the children. It wouldn't be easy for anybody in the house. It wouldn't be easy for anybody to visit us. You get it? Because you, you need the combination. But if it was made up of only her, it would also not be easy at all. Uh-huh. Because there are serious things that also have to be done and have to be talked about and we cannot have light-heartedness to be used to administer important issues <laughs> so he says it is better to hear so you, you must prepare yourself to hear and so you brothers don't come and tell me one day that you don't enjoy the conversation of your wife you don't whatever now that the testosterone is driving you listen carefully to the conversation and see whether you like it don't just be looking at the delicious person sitting there in her dress and then you'll be your mouth will be watching the the beast will be pulling on the chain That men might see their estate, the estate of the sons of men, that they themselves are beasts. (laughs) And that's what that's what happens. And you see that, you know, people are so flowing together, they're so happy. See, I really want to marry. After that, then you see that it's like you know, some of these things we were led, but we were young, you see, at that time. One brother, one, one brother told me, he said, you see, you, you are lucky, you knew your wife in school, and he said, but me, I, did, I just met her two weeks, and then we married. He said, anyway, the Lord shall help. Hallelujah. Now, be not rash with thy mouth, and let not thine heart be hasty, to utter anything before God. For God is in heaven and thou upon earth. Therefore let thy words be few. Huh? You know one of the things I take very seriously. If somebody says I want to do the work of the Lord. But I've come to see that many people say what they don't mean. When I ask, how many are going to give the dearest and the best? Everybody, how many? Okay, how many are going to give your dearest and the best? Raise your hand. <laughs> Meanwhile, when I ask the next question, which is a practical 
uh, what do you call it or how many are going to give yourself to go and be missionaries or whatever somewhere then how many are going to die you see one two three four five six six people so you ask yourself that what do you mean by the dearest and the best because the dearest and the best you are giving it to something else and that's why the bible says be not frightened because then our words don't mean much and your words must mean much you must grow up so that when you say I love you, it means I love when you say I am committed to you, it means I'm committed, when they say I'll be with you, it means I'll be when they say that I am in it, it means I am in it when it says that I am on your side it means I am on your side trouble or no trouble, I am on your side I mean that's what it means, that's the kind of person, you see that is why people don't, cannot become a ministers, because a minister is basically somebody who speaks the word and if he's speaking the word, it's not true. And most of the things you say are not true. Then how about the preaching? You see, like somebody was, uh, 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 he was quarreling or whatever, and he said, uh, something, something, something. And then he said, look, this one is not preaching, it's true. I'm telling you what, I, what I'm saying. You know, I mean, what, what do you mean by that? This one is not preaching. I'm t- what I'm saying, I mean it. <laughs> Is that this one is not preaching? Listen to what I'm saying. This one is true. I'm telling you what I, what I mean. It's an unfortunate uh, what do you call? It? But that is how. So it's like preaching. So sometimes people tell me, "Oh, your preaching is very practical. We can understand it." I've even been criticized. Somebody said we understand it too much. I mean, something that we just understand immediately. It's not preaching. <laughs> you see, because people want something that is looks very whatever that stops mystical something that is not even often true or, or, or that is not clearly I mean, saying something true <laughs> so be not rash tell somebody be not rash with thy mouth hallelujah and let not thy heart be hasty to utter anything anything at all don't be in a hurry to go and propose to a sister become her friend first amen become his friend first before you say yes when you say, will you marry ah, i will i will marry you then later then you'll be looking at the person and say uh, okay you see uh, <laughs> i was actually analyzing certain things and be not rash with them be not hasty to utter anything before god how many have been rushed to utter things that you shouldn't have said before yeah, all of us have. So if you have done that before, try not to do it again. Amen. Verse 3. For a dream cometh through a multitude of business. And a fool's voice is known by multitude of words. And these are very important scriptures. You see, a dream cometh through the multitude of business. This is something that confuses spiritual people. That one of the sources of dreams is your activity. So whenever your dreams correspond very closely with your current activity, or maybe something very recently, it's a way to rule out that dream as being something that is not from the Spirit. Because there are different sources of dreams. One of the sources of dreams is the Holy Spirit. Where the Bible says that, and I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your young men will have visions, your old men will have dreams. 
You understand? So dream is a direct result of the pouring of the Holy Spirit on people. So when the Holy Spirit or the anointing is on somebody, it produces dreams. I believe strongly. In fact, I can do a lot of things based on a dream that I have. I can be led seriously by dreams. I mean, not by led by, but by the Holy Spirit speaking to me through dreams. I can make major changes and decisions in my life based on the direction that the Lord gives me. In, in the context of the word and of everything else that the Lord tells me. I really, because Jesus was born through dreams. Joseph had about three dreams. Uh, this come here, go here, go to Egypt, go here, do this. Oh, dreams, dreams is just, just common. In fact, anybody who discards dreams does, it doesn't work with God. If you are working with God, dreams should be a part of your communication with God. God speaks through pictures. You see, a picture is worth a thousand words. That's why God gives dreams. You understand? I may explain so many things, but if I show you a picture of a market with a, a car and you standing there holding an iron rod, uh, it, 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 it says so many things. You get what I'm saying? I mean, there may be so many implications of that dream. And suddenly, God is showing you your new business and He's telling you what to do in the future and so on and how to move and the area of construction and so on that you may need to get into and so on. I mean, just that one picture has said so many things to you. But if you have to write it, you have to write so many sentences to explain what you must do. You see, our ability to communicate has been greatly diminished since the fall. You see, before the fall, man was communicating with animals. Man was communicating with God. How could a man have dominion over the animals if he could not speak to them? How, how do you have dominion over the fish in the sea? Do, do we have dominion over lions? Lions which can attack us and kill us? Do we even have dominion over the ants in our house? Do we have dominion over the mosquitoes which bite us in the night? And you wake up and you, 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 you scratch and you... Do we have dominion over the wall geckos in our lives? None of them. They are no more under our control. But you can see in every animal, whether it's cats, dogs, even lions, you can see that they, they, they remember there was a time that you know we were their masters. So they, they have a certain fear. One day in South Africa, I went to a, a lion park. I was surprised. You know, the gate, the, the gate to the lion park is like all this wooden thing at the back there. You know, and you just drive in, and it was open. And all the lions are there. So many. In fact, you drive through, you just drive like that. And as you drive, the lions are all around, free. So as we, we stopped, and the lion came right to my window. I said, Pastor Kulu, will you move this car immediately? <laughs> I do not appreciate this. <laughs> because in case this lion changes his character, at that point, so but they are all lions and they are sleeping place. We drive through like that, just a park, not a very big park, about just like this hall. We just drive through like that, lot of lions, and you see them right by your car. And what surprised me most was that the gate was open, and the guys who were looking after, they were just outside the gate there. They were just sitting there, and so when we drive and we go out, they are there. The lions are in there, and the gate is wide open. And they are out there. The lions don't come out. Yeah. You see, there is a certain respect 
and a sort of old remember you know you know that your old master <laughs> colonial masters <laughs> that's why even though we have had independence for 45 years when people see white men they somehow feel they are seeing a superior person because of the old relationship that used to be there <laughs>